Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. Welcome, everyone, to Kill Me Now. You know, it's always a pleasure to interview someone who, you know, you've known of, not best friends, not best friends, since I started doing stand-up comedy in, uh, well, I did it in 1982, but then, you know, uh, Hatch a Rising Star in the mid-80s. I met the one and only, ladies and gentlemen, Wayne Fetterman. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. I, your mic went out a little when you said my name, but I can handle it. Wayne Fetterman. There Wayne we go. Fetterman. Why, why would my mic go out? I don't know. That's it, something it, that would happen to me, where someone's introducing me and they're like, Judy... And then, anyway, Wayneola, you have a great. Do you book have out. that thing where, where right. whenever you play a comedy club, the week before was the greatest week in the club's oh, history? Beyond, <laughs> it's beyond. It's, yeah. Oh, oh, we forgot the convention was in town this week, and we're no, we're gonna have to cancel the late shows or, on Friday. You know what and I love? 
I love the um, oh man, it's Super Bowl shit. Yeah. <laughs> because you know, my fans are just sitting at home watching the Super Bowl and of being course. wives. Yeah, um, core, core audience, Bronco fans, right? That's right. Here it is. The history of stand-up. Wayne Fennigan yeah, wrote a book. It. I have your book right here, book. but it's on it's on Kindle. I've read the whole thing. Did you like it? Well, we cover it's interesting. We cover a lot of the same areas. It's really fun. Really fun. I yes. know, but I love yours is very you can tell that you're by reading your book that everything in your house is organized. <laughs> And that everything is in a pile of fucking shit here. Before we start, can I just yeah. say that the Gary Goldman bit that you put in your book that I love is just one of the greatest little runs of stand up ever, Isn't right? It? It's so I can't believe you printed out the whole thing. It was just just reading it. It was right, making me laugh. I, and I had to beg them like they didn't want me to do it. And oh, I they was didn't? like, no, no, sorry. This is so <laughs> fucking good. And the fork. <laughs> I love him. I just yeah. So do I. So do I. Yeah. So I just I was just I was reading that and it was just it was making me cry and it's just it was beautiful. Thank you for getting that in the book. I don't have any stand up in my book, by the way. Maybe well, one I or had, two lines. You know, because mine, yours is a history, and mine's yes. sort of uh polemic. And I and what's great <laughs> what about a surprise. it? What a surprise! Yeah, <laughs> is that I get to use great stand up as the um, evidence for my argument. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, but Wayne, a lot. Let's start with you and your life, shall we? Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. You know, it's amazing because you are many things. I feel like we're kind of similar, but you're a white I agree. We sh I feel like we in your book, it says you started in 81. So I don't yeah. know why you're changing your birth date, your comedy birth date for this podcast to 85. No, 82. Oh, yeah. Well, I started in 80. Well, it was 80 December of 81. I did my first. Set. That's what it's. I'm reading your book. I'm just quoting you. Uh, yeah. But then I wasn't like, you know, then I was in college, but I was only doing stand up spotty. You know, OK, like, OK. And then like, yeah. So, so I might have started. Yeah, I started in 82 at the comic strip. So it was like so we're about the same. I'd say I think you're a little younger than I am. Yeah, I am way younger than you. Wayne. Come on. <laughs> look at look at us. Um. Wayne Ala, yeah, you're a comedian. I mean, you're just I feel like we're so, like, I know except it's weird. you're the wealthier white male. Yeah, version. I get all the uh, advantages. Yeah. Author, actor, writer, historian, musician, yeah. producer. OK, let's start at the beginning. You're yeah. one of six. So you're born in L.A. Why are you born in L.A.? Was was well, someone this in your is family? Your, how do you, this is just so you know, before you we get into this. I have a very vivid memory of a lot of things that happened in my life. So I can right. talk in great detail. So I don't know how deep. You yes, yes. Go. We go deep. We go deep here. You we do. Deep. Yeah. This may We're end at the third grade because I remember a lot. Is okay, I love that. See, I don't. You must. You're a happy person. I've, yes, I've I heard am. that in a lot of interviews and stuff that you've done. And I have blocked out so much because not the happiest, but. You're one of six children. Well, here's the real truth. Here's the truth. It is. I'm one of six children, but it's not from the same father, uh, all six. Okay. You care about any of this? Yes, I do. We love this shit. We love you this do? shit. Okay, well, just, yeah. just let me. This is what happened. I was born in Los Angeles at the same hospital that Robert Kennedy died in. The Peter Sinai? Uh, no, Hospital what? of Good Samaritan. 
Get it to, I'm, a, I'm a good All history right. guy. Come on, let's shut, get it. Shut up. All right. So I was born here. And then uh, my father, I'm not born Wayne Fetterman, by the way. I know you're born Wayne Monshine. Yes. How'd you know that? Oh, I. What? Everyone. To, I do a lot of research for my podcast guests. You're Wayne Monshine. Yep. That's a yeah. yes. That's on my birth certificate. Yep. Yes. And then, so I'm adopted. So uh-huh. my dad, Earl Monshine, got cancer. Smoker. Right. Da, 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 thing. Jew. 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 <laughs> of course, immediately gets the cancer. And um, we uh, we go back to, they're from the Maryland area. Goes so back you go there. to Silver Springs. Yeah, yeah. So even before that, Alexandria, is Virginia, actually. Oh, sorry. And so, um, so Earl had four kids. I was the youngest of that group. Okay, so I had three, two older brothers and older sister. Is everyone adopted or there's some? No, 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 no. We're adopted. all part of Earl Monchines. We're all Monchines. Oh, okay. You're all Monchines. Okay. Okay. Well, this is before Fetter. So okay. we all go. So we go back. I end up living. He dies. I don't have no memory. I have no memory of my dad. How old Zero. were you when he died? By like one, like one. Okay. That's all right. You're, you're. Am I okay with forgiven. that? Yes. You're forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so then I, for the next five years, I'm living with my grandparents and my siblings and my mom is living on the fold out couch downstairs in the living room. Okay. Okay? That's my earliest memories of childhood. And then I remember her dating. And then I remember her marrying this guy, John Fetterman, who ended up adopting the four kids and then having two other kids with my mom, just who I think of as my full brother and sister, even, you know, we're all Fetterman. Right, of course. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're talking about a blended family here. You know, I have <laughs> I have the one that came out of the vaginal, the vaginal area and the other one that came out of someone else's vaginal area. And they're both exactly the same to me. Um, so you were in so your grandparents lived in Silver Spring, Maryland. Or Alexandria or whatever. And Alexandria, Virginia. Yes. Yes. Uh, On my mom's side. On my mom's side. Yes. And then and then she marries Fetterman. And what does he do for a living? Pharmacist. Very nice. (laughs) How did they who what guy married someone with four kids? I I know this guy. I fucking love this guy. Well, you're not gonna love him by by the end of this story. All right, whatever. You're not gonna love but he did. I will say that he did step up. And I remember I that when we were my mom was dating. She would have just landline. Well, I mean, I have a landline. I'm just saying it and it's going off right now. <laughs> that is how uh, and you know how right. Jewish I'm just waiting for the fucking Hold message on. to come on. It's definitely like CBS pharmacy or something. Just I just want to be <laughs> what just just not only a landline, but you have an answering machine. Is it have a little cassette tape, a mini cassette? No, I'm not. With that a digital. Bad. It's a digital. Not, all right. Just to be fair, Wayne, <laughs> I have the answering machine because my mother, before she died six years ago, almost yeah. um, would leave me these messages. And I never want I didn't want and there's uh, some yeah. messages on there. And, you so know, I, I also still, save I also I save I have messages from the 80s. You do not. Yes. Okay, yeah. we're back to being the same person. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're very close. We're very All right. close. Yes. All right. So, so okay. So, John, go back. I'm sorry, John. So wait, before you got interrupted by your phone machine, yes. and I love using the word machine. 
by the way. <laughs> so great. Oh my God. I was just, look, I was just watching something <laughs> on, on Instagram and I'm like, and it was a bunch of comics, you know, like that they got together to talk about like giving or whatever. And I was right? like, Oh my God, I'm so fucking old. Like that's all I was thinking was, Oh, and the, one of the guys like, you know, I'm 32 and I'm like, shut the fuck up. All right. When, all right. <laughs> okay. All right. So real quickly. Yes. When we were dating, my, my mom was dating. I remember she would only introduce two of the kids at a time to kind of like. That is the fucking funniest thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, did she say there's four, but I'm just doing two and two? I don't know what she said to the guy. <laughs> She's like, do you want to meet my kids? And then two again, and the she... rest of us would stay upstairs. And then if it went, if that went well, it was like, oh, by the way, there's also Andrew and Wayne. Wait, so I have a question. Yes. Your mother has four kids and yes. is living on your grandparents couch yes. how does she fucking meet anyone like i know people who can't meet pe like how did she meet him that's a great question and i never we never really talked about it because i know like for a couple of years she was just supposedly in this horrific depression and wouldn't even like go anywhere and a lot of the times on the weekends we would go to hit her older sister's house just so Rita? she could no oh jesus this is incredible. I know. It's like, this is your life. Sorry. This is uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, he. Yeah, no, it's Sylvia, actually. Mm. And so we would go to Aunt Sylvia's house. I had an Aunt Sylvia. <laughs> I really feel person. like I have to ring the bell a hundred times for this story. OK, go ahead. So we go to Aunt Sylvia's yeah. house in Chevy yeah. Chase. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we, I know this can't be more Jewish. And. We would, I would we would hang out there on the weekends where my mom would slowly get back to being a person and then she right. met this guy. Yeah. Wow. So, All right. So she meets what's John? It's is it's John pharmacist. Fetterman. Right, right, right. With no H, J-O-N Fetterman, right? No, 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 no. Really? It has an H. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is that? I don't <laughs> I didn't and he's I don't a know. Jew? Mm-hmm. His parents really tell self yeah. Hung, Okay. Uh, all right, and then so they had two more kids, but he turned out to be pretty abusive to the point that my brother Andrew and my sister, when they get turned 18, changed back to Manchin as kind of a. Wow, as a fuck you, yes, John. Yes, I don't use that word. You do. Yes, yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was intense. It was an intense house to grow up in. So you. She marries John. And do your grandparents like John or they're just like, whatever? I think they're happy get that get yeah. out of the house. Yeah. I can't with the fucking five people here that we didn't plan on having. Right, right, right. So then you and then you are the young. So what? So you're the youngest. Of so I'm the four, youngest. So and, and during how the, much older are you than the John? Like, dad? Uh, oh, that's a great. Like five years, five years. OK. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're there's six kids. It's the yes. Brady Bunch. It's the yeah. Jewish Brady Bunch. Except Mike is an asshole. Is that correct? I don't. Let me just say he was a very, very intense, rageaholic kind of guy and would hit us. So it was like it was beat the shit out. Is he dead? No, he's still alive. But my mom's dead. Oh, rest in peace. I know. I know. I know. And I know. he's a lot. Isn't it amazing how yeah. miserable <laughs> Isn't it? It's just so true. I know. I know. It's really it's almost I'm starting to tear up just thinking. But yes, yeah, thank you for picking up that. Yeah, that horrible. 
when did you live in Plantation, Florida? Okay, this is what happens. Yeah, go ahead. This is big history. Big history. Big history. You ready? Better history. Bing, 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 bing. Yeah, go ahead. So uh, we have a pharmacy in, we live in Silver Spring. So we moved out of Alexandria to Silver Spring. And then 1968 happens. Martin Luther King gets killed. There's crazy riots. Yeah. Guess who's drugstore gets completely ransacked and destroyed. Upshur Pharmacy on Upshur Mm -hmm. Street in Washington. And so uh, he can't go back to that location because he can't get any more insurance for that store that he he wouldn't be able to do it. So he was like, so I will say this was smart of him. He was like, okay, I sell drugs. Where is there a huge market for legal drugs? Let's go to Florida because there's a booming a lot of old people there that need drugs. Juice. Juice. Yeah. <laughs> Boca Raton. So we moved to Plantation, Florida in 1969. I remember the entire road trip. I remember everything about it. So you're 10. Yep. Was that hard? I mean, had you bonded with people in your neighborhood? You had friends? Oh, that's a good question. Look at you. You're like a therapist. Thank you. Thank you. And <laughs> interesting. Actually, our time's up. And oh that'll be God. $750. What? And I don't Is take there... insurance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I hear somebody outside the door. Is that your next patient? Yeah, and she's crying. Oh, yeah. my God. I'll be, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, you have to exit a different door than you entered. Yes. You know that move? Like, yeah. When I was, I mean, I've been on Zoom therapy now, but like watching people walk out of the fucking <laughs> therapy office, like, like, especially if it's a couple. Yeah. And they're, one of them's like so mad and crying. And the other one's like, hey, hey, you know, it's, it's <laughs> awful. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow, or find an awesome template. No judgment. All right. So you move at 10. So, we, yeah. So we moved down to Plantation, Florida, the most racially insensitive name for a city, right. maybe in the country. Right. Yeah. And then, then so that's how I got to Plantation. I'm trying. To, yeah. And then I was there through high. And it's five days after I graduated, I left Florida and I haven't lived there since. So you, you have an abusive father. Do you remember him adopting you? Was it a big ceremony and everything? No, it wasn't a big ceremony, but I do remember because I had already learned to write Manchin. Right. Like, you know, as a five year old, like right. and I learned how to rewrite the, the name. So right. that was interesting. I this is this is the honest truth. I thought it was just like that was a normal part of childhood. You get a name, you get a new name, you get a dad right. like it, it. None of it seemed weird or awkward at all to me. But looking back, just talking to you right now about it, I'm thinking. Maybe, you know, like at that time I was like my dad was dying and all of that. And I'm like, maybe I was like not getting a lot of attention as the youngest kid. And maybe that's part of my like, oh, I like doing comedy and getting approval from adults or I'm right. I might be wrong about that, but I'm just no, I think you're right. I mean, I'm the youngest, too. And it's like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. So did you have, you didn't have your own bedroom, I'm assuming. No, not in, not, not until. What like are the names kid. of the kids? It's, it goes. Really? Oh my God. Yeah, it I goes love Greg, it. No Marcia. one, just so you know, I've done hundreds of podcasts. No one has asked anything like this. I've, I'm fascinated by people's I, stories. So it's Greg, Marsha, Peter, <laughs> Wayne. Right. Jan it was and yeah, Muhammad, uh, Felicia. Um, no, it was Denise was the oldest. Not okay, that my sisters. Okay. So, I know. Yeah. First of all, one of these names you're going to laugh at because it's right, okay. not at it's all. So Gaisha. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, so Denise is the oldest. Denise, then Lyle. Oh, I like Lyle. Then Andrew, who was yeah. the closest with. Then Wayne. That's the four. That's the four okay, Munching so kids. Four. Right. And, uh, and then later, David, classic. Yes. And then my youngest sister, Benita. I know she's Hispanic. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't have no idea. Benita? Yeah, Benita. What, the, what about the middle name? Is the middle name normal? Hope. Yeah, that's very Jewy. It was that's that was that generation. You know, that's yeah. that generation. What do you think that was? And you think it Benita, was like, I like th- maybe it was a relative of um, abusive John Fetterman. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I you know. But here's the crazy that maybe was maybe so he bad. felt like Mussolini, and that's why <laughs> Benito, he wanted to. Leave. I think <laughs> uh, it was so tense in my house that we never, ever, ever spoke about my, our real dad ever in the house, ever. You just got that feeling, like yeah. oh, better not. Or they said, or did your mother? What was your mother's name? Norma. Did Norma say, "Listen, kids." Don't mention Earl around no. John. No, no, really? No, it was really weird looking back at it. It was so like before before John. It was even though your mother was depressed, you know, and yeah, you know, whatever. It, there was love. There was no abuse. Correct? No, 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 no. Yeah. It was just like yeah. I mean, and I was just you know, I'm a kid. So I've older weird. brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah. And then this fucking guy comes in and it's like, all right, I'm taking over. Well, you know, I again, it's so nuanced and right. It's so it's just he was, you know, it was not good. It was not good. People ran away from home later. Who, who yes, ran away? Lyle ran away from home. He couldn't handle it. Wow. Um, what is Denise? This is this is like all. Yeah, I love Denise, this shit. Yeah. What yeah. happened to Denise? Not good. It's not good. I don't even know if I want to say it. I don't know if I want to say it. All right. You don't have to say it. Yeah. We love love you, Denise. Yeah. We love you, Lyle. We love you, Andrew. (laughs) We love you, David. We love you, Benita. I love it. I love that you know all these names. It's really, I'm blushing. I'm blushing. So at 10, you move and you're in plantation racist Florida. And you have, do you go to synagogue? Like, is there any normal? Okay, this is the crazy thing. Yeah. 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 We're conservative Jews. Same. Yeah. We're, we're part of, of course, we're the same. Exactly. Yeah. We're conservative Jews all got, uh, I don't know if Denise got bon, bot mitzvah, but definitely Lyle, Andrew, we all got bar mitzvah. Right. Certainly Benita got, I mean, I went to hers. Yeah. And it was a growing Jewish community in plantation. And here's the right. crazy thing. Next to plantation was what you would think a place called plantation is. Now it's called Davies. It was. Yeah, I know that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Davy at that time was what we used to call it the sticks. It was 
whatever, you know, it was literally KKK meetings posted on board. It wasn't like underground or anything. So that was like, okay, that's <laughs> what's over there. And then the last time I was in Florida, like five years ago, there's now two synagogues in Davie. No way. Yes. Sen- what was like, the name of your synagogue growing up? Oh, Temple Beth Israel. All right. This is how I grew up. We yeah, every Friday hear. night, we had Shabbat dinner every Friday. We went to synagogue. Did you I have just, two sets of dishes? Yes. Two, and okay. I have two sets of dishes here. You do? Yeah, because Come I. Come on, let's be real. How how strict are you with this? You're more Jewy than I. Now, you know what? I, I feel like I grew up that way and mm-hmm. I it was so ingrained. I mean, first of all, you used the wrong fucking knife and my mother had a like mental breakdown, you know. Did she, like, she bury it? Did she uh, bury it in the backyard? Bury it in the earth. I have a joke about that. She would course, bury it. And then in the wintertime, she would put them. She didn't want to go outside because it was cold and she put them in her house plants. OK, so I have a joke about how people would come over and be like, hey, beautiful ficus tree. Why is there a fork sticking out of it? So <laughs> um, anyway, and I'm so used to it. And it was like this ingrained and I guilt and blah, blah, blah. Now I'm very. Oh, the, the Chinese food has meat has. <laughs> We'll use the meat plates for that, even though everything else, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but my mother really, she loved being a Was Jew, she was an immigrant? Like, no. She grew up in Manhattan. Oh, okay. She sat in her, she literally sat in the boys' Hebrew school class voluntarily, because girls didn't mm-hmm. go to Hebrew school, every day after school, like voluntarily. She was so Jewy. She wanted um, to learn. She was like, uh, she, enjoyed, she loved being a Jew to the point was. where the, the relatives who all lived on the Upper West Side. Yeah. Would like I, there's a story of my my great aunt, you know, my mother buzzing to come up and they had just had made bacon and then putting on every fan and opening the windows <laughs> and like right. hiding the bacon. All right. Now so, assimilation, baby. Assimilation. It, it, um. Uh, Wait, so you're just real quickly. So you're a Manhattan kid. No, I grew up in New Jersey. Uh, My mother was Manhattan. My father worked in Trenton because he was a tax attorney. He wrote the tax laws for the state of New Jersey. Right, right. Right on brand. Halfway house, the halfway house. (laughs) Or Indian slip, the halfway point between Manhattan and Trenton which was also one of the most racist places ever to grow up. And I, yeah. Okay. So, and you're going to Temple Beth Israel. Yeah. Are you, is that your social, like, are you in USY? Are you in B'nai B'rith? Are you a like, little bit? I was a little bit, but as soon as I got bar mitzvahed, I it was like my care. ticket and I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. And were part. you like a well-liked, I mean, did you feel mm-hmm. did, when you were at school, were you like, Oh, this is fun. I'm out of the fucking abusive household. You nailed it. You, I loved school. Right. I was very funny in school. I got a lot of praise and encouragement in school. And I not only was I like the class, whatever, class clown yeah. guy, but I felt like I took it to another level because I could make the teachers laugh as well as the kids. I felt like anyone could be disrupted and make the kids laugh. Right, right. Like that was the lowest bar. Right. Like I was like, if I can get the teachers laughing, I think I got something here. Wow. And they, they were the ones that encouraged me to go into stand up. No, no way. Not my parents. Are you kidding me? No way. 
Let me tell you something. If you yeah. were if you were female and you were doing that, you would be in trouble like I was. Um, right. But guys that are funny, fucking, you know. That's so not- and you started doing ventriloquism <laughs> in high school. Yep. That's actually the start of the history of stand up is like when I got right. into stand up history through that guy, Edgar Bergen. I'm sure you know who he is. Tell tell right. your listeners who yes, that was. Of course. Oh, the, yeah. The ventriloquist. He was a ventriloquist. Uh, what was the name of his puppet? We used to watch Charlie McCarthy, Charlie, Charlie McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah. But he wow. was on the radio. He was a faint like that's like a juggler on the radio. Yeah. Like it was the greatest job ever. Yeah. He moved his lips, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> I I know my parents loved him. And because uh, my parents, what my parents were born in 1916 and 1922. Wow. So I and my grandmother's oh, born in 1896. So that's who I grew up with. And so all that radio stuff and was very. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was great. Um, so you start doing ventriloquism because I think I'm too afraid to do stand up. Right. And there's a little bit of a, a magic. I mean, I got my dummy. Buford was his name. I got him at a uh, a magic shop. So they're, they're connected. It's like a trick, you know, ventriloquism. What, what was Buford's personality like? This is a classic, just Charlie McCarthy kind of thing. It was not there was nothing super creative. It's just no kid in my school. Right. Heard of Charlie McCarthy. So I could repurpose some of those old routines. Right, right, right. And then write new things about, you know, driving instructor and stuff like that. And then or getting my driver's license. And I, I this is the truth. I took him to the senior prom. It was Buford, Wayne that, and Stacy. No way. Performed at the senior prom. Yeah. Wait, what it, was your date like? All right. First of all, I just want to say I didn't go to the prom. Thank you. <laughs> Um, you didn't go to any prom no, junior never, senior. Nope, not no one asked me. Okay, no, let me ask I, you a question. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. because I'm always curious. I'm also curious. Did you kiss any dudes in high school? I kissed girls. I kissed a girl. Mm-hmm. I did, I think I did a couple make of out? guys. Yeah. Make out. And, and I hated it. I hated the guy making out. Oh. I hated it. It felt so awful and i love right. the girl making out like I, um, it was like yeah i like anyone, making out with girls too i get I, it was so similar <laughs> no but it was like it was like um it wasn't normal it wasn't like oh they're dating you know like all people i don't know if my kids yeah i guess they do you know all those people that were fucking hanging out in front of their lockers and basically yeah. like rubbing against each other with their combs sticking out of their pocket and like bleh, you know grinding and I never had that sort of. Yeah, no, nothing was normal. It was not normal. Everything right. was. I, mean, I know weird. you were like a, a big, tall kid, right? So it was like already. You were, it yeah, was I was six feet you. at 13 and I was even taller. Elena got even taller and I was in the marching right. band. It was not <laughs> it wasn't a recipe for being popular, but right. um, yeah, it wasn't a normal. I didn't go through all those. Oh, were you in plays? Were you in plays? Um, I was in Guys and Dolls in in seventh grade, and then they told me. Let me assume you were you saying take back your mink. You were part no, of that. No, I I did. Um, I was the head of the mission. Oh yeah, yeah, Sarah yeah. Arbeye. But I yeah. was in the orchestra too, and in the band, and I played a lot of musical instruments. So I would, um. I sort of gravitated towards music, even though I really wanted to be on stage. But everyone was like, you're too 
you know, you're too tall. So it was, I was taller than my teachers. It was like fucking ridiculous. And I wasn't athletic. I mean, I I am athletic, but not, you know, like in seventh grade, the the coach told me I was too tall for the basketball team and it would be fair to the other players. Like, so uh, yeah, this is the story of my life. So I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm just curious. I'm curious. I'm curious. No, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So does the ventriloquism bring you, I mean, like, are you popular or are you like, oh, that's Wayne. He's the, and you're really smart too, right? I'm smart enough. I'm smart enough. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. I was a, let me just say I was a f- really good test taker. Like really? if it was, if it was a multiple choice test, even if I didn't even study, I, I could do very well. Okay, on this see, thing. that's where now we're done being similar. I, like multiple choice tests, I would sit there <laughs> like for hours. Well, there's part of B that's true and part of like that's I would sit there for an hour on one fucking thing. It was awful. Um, yeah, but I was good. The other stuff, the essays and the right, 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 right. all that shit. Yeah. OK, so do you make any money in high school doing ventriloquism? No, but if you look behind me, you see that? Drumming? Yeah. I did play a couple weddings as a drummer in high school. So were you taking that's lessons? my first show business money? That's my first show what, business. Wow. Money. Yeah. Did you take lessons at the school or did you have private lessons? I had a private you- lesson, Mr. Melfi. And um yeah. I, I had I, and I gave as soon yeah. as I went to college, I gave up drumming. This is my first set I've had since the 70s. Really? Yeah. When did you buy it? Well, when I got this place, so two, two years, two, two years, wow. a couple months ago. Yeah. Doesn't it feel good? Doesn't it feel good? <laughs> um, okay. So you are bringing the Jew out in me. I can't even I take love it. it. I love it. All right. So, me, and you're, all right. So by the time you're in high school, Denise is gone, right? Um, yes. Lyle. Uh, Lyle is gone. He's run away. Yes. Where did he run away to? Back to Washington, do you first went to the village, you know, the, that oh, I scene, love Lyle. the hippie scene. And then, yeah. yeah. And then um, yeah. did you hear from him at all? A little bit, a little bit. But it was, you know, it's just a very tense uh, thing. So awful. Yeah. And then and then what happened to Andrew? And then Andrew kind of lived half and half at home and with his friend Skip. And then he went to University of Florida and he was always right in front of me as you know, and he, smarter than I was athlete, football, the whole thing, basketball, all-star. So I kind of lived in his shadow a little bit, which is fine. And, uh, and then he since has as Andy Monsheen become an Oscar nominated editor, film editor. That's right. Andy <laughs> yeah, He's killing it. He's good for him. He just, he just edited an episode of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, my God. I wish I could be in that goddamn motherfucking show. Um, That's awesome. (laughs) And then he's um, Norma is uh, very proud. What is the name of uh, the the Ma Rady's Black Bottom? Yeah, 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 yeah. He cut it. No fucking way. Yeah. Andy, Andy Fetterman. He used to be Andy Fetterman. Now he's Andy. Wow. Yeah. So he's had a very successful career that so it never stopped being like the one who's right. not quite as successful. Now your other Benita and David, do they have different interests in, than you guys or are they artsy or not artsy? 
not artsy. That we got the artsy from Earl. So, um, so what are they like finance and shit like that? Uh, Benita is a teacher and David oh. works in. Yeah, she's and David works here in uh, and works in Atlanta, outside Atlanta at a hotel, like as a manager. Like Do you feel they hospitality, have hospitality, I think, is the name oh, of the and no the, gays. Is there any gay? Are there any gays? No, nope. David is gay. I'm telling you right now. He's in hospitality at a hotel, please. Do you feel like they're more enraged? They have more rage than you guys because they're oh, that's genetically a great question. linked. Well, here's all right. Here's the dynamic. If you really care about this, this I do. So I love this shit. Really hard for me to talk about the um, the physical abuse ended with me. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, I think they. Yes, I think there's still some ang- Andrew, especially was really a- angry. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think that so more. They I was a little more of the Henry Kissinger. I was like, right, right, right. I can make this work. I can, I can be right. the guy. You know, I can bond. Yeah, right. I can bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I have it. to say, yeah. in my whole life, I've never like raised my voice to my father. Like it's wow. really sad. Yeah, it's really. And what about the other two? So David and Benita. Yeah, or treated differently, obviously for obvious reasons. Right. I don't know if it was for I. I, I I'm don't know. Telling you. <laughs> okay, so well, that's the dynamic. I told you, I have a vivid memory of all of this stuff. It's amazing. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Judy Gold, J U D Y G O L D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code Judy Gold at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code Judy Gold. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply.
You're welcome. Okay, so yeah. then you decide you want to be a really good actor. So you're going to go to NYU Tisch. Mm-hmm. Like it's so, I love that you have these paths, these, you have uh, desires and goals and you, that's it. It's very myopic. I want to do this and I'm going to do this, which is and great. I said, and I said, I will give up my twenties for this goal. And at 30 is the first time I'm going to look back and go, all right. Did I, was this worth it? And if it's not, I mean, I could always get a. I felt like I could always get some stupid job. I know. I always felt like that too. And now that I'm old, I'm like, I can't be a real estate. I mean, I could be a real estate and in no way I could never be a bartender or a waiter, you know, like I can't do it. The fact that you knew that 30 was not that old and that you could look back and start again is like pretty amazing. Well, I read some good books about it. I read some good books of like, you have to really give it a, sh- a fair shot. Right, right. It's nothing you can kind of dabble in if you're, re- if you're serious about it. And so I was you, 30, I was doing fine. So I was like, right. oh, let's see okay. what happens until 40. You know, so you go to NYU, you study with Stella Adler, right? With her, with her. We were the last fucking class. Unbelievable. Yeah. Can and you, you know, fucking I, I believe that. Do you? It's incredible looking back, considering she studied with Stanislavski. I know. I studied with Stella. You're one to two degrees away from Stanislavski right now talking to me. Oh, yeah, that's right. I should put on something nicer. (laughs) All right. So. Well, the big breakout star of my class was not me. It was Donna Murphy. I, I know. And you talk, guys performed together. Yes. Too. Oh, yeah. Okay. I you, love Donna Murphy. You, yeah. you do? Oh, yeah. I love her so much. And she, we so auditioned. Talented. We auditioned yeah. together for NYU. Audition together. Like we, she's, but it's, this is the crazy thing is like, like talent is just, it's undeniable when you see it. I know. Right. She right? was unbelievable. Are you, yeah, and you're so, still friends with her? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's in a kind of a different Broadway right. yes. world. <laughs> she's and you like did, a queen of Broadway. And right. I'm like, you, you know, did, what was I'm the comedy at, uh, show? Yeah. Uh, go ahead. What was the comedy show you did with her? It was called Comedy Tonight. It was a kind of a one person show, but I would bring a singer on and a dancer on. And I do. I was thinking, ventriloquism. Yeah, I did. I actually did do a little bit. That was sort of near the end of the ventriloquist run. And yeah. And but that's when I first started doing stand up and it went pretty well. The first one went great. And then I did it again and it didn't it go sucks. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the story of all of us. <laughs> it is It's like, like doing just... coke. Like it's like you first the first high is the greatest. And then you're like, OK, well, I want that again. And it's like, no, sorry. No, you're um, denied. 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 <laughs> so you're doing stand up while first of all, what was it like going? You're you know, you come from this fucking abusive household. Your your siblings are running away. It's like, and you're at <laughs> Tisch School. You're at NYU, like studying with Stella Adler. Were you like, I mean, it must have been freak show. Well, this is the thing. See, this, this is where we really differ. My first time in New York was moving into the dorm. Like I had no idea. You had no nothing in New York. No idea. The first time the the stu- Stella Adler Studios on Fifty Fifth NYU's in the Village. The first time I get on the train, I go the wrong way because I thought downtown meant, oh, downtown Manhattan. It's got right. to be where 55th Street is downtown. No, it's up. It's uptown from where I, like I was. I had no idea even what downtown. Wow. You know, because I'm from D.C. or in, Mar- in Florida. Did, did your parents move you in? No. 
No. Not Jewish. What's that? You went no. by yourself? Mm-hmm. No, I'm very, I've been sort of on my own since the age of 17. Like I've just been on my own. Wow. Okay. So you move in. It's just you. Uh, you have a roommate. Mm-hmm. So. And by the way, this is when I gave up the drums because I was like, I left my drums in Florida with my friend. Right. And I was like, I'm not going to be, Hey, I'm your roommate. Here are my drums. Right. Right. right I don't right. want to be that guy. Right. And so I had a roommate and I really lucked out. I had a, a roommate who wasn't a freshman and he would go home to New Jersey almost every weekend. So I had the place to like myself and I like that too. I had a roommate one year yeah. she left every Thursday and came back every Sunday night. And I was like, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. We're Weinstein, the name of the dormitory was Weinstein dormitory. Not the guy. Right, right, right. Who yeah. was the what was the roommate's name? It was Robert. I can't remember that last his last oh my name. God. OK, so you're in Weinstein dorm with Rob, who goes home every weekend. You're best friends with John and Murphy. But it's it's grueling, right? You're working with Stella. It must have been so much fucking work. You know, I, yeah, I was into it. This is the honest right. truth about this is the honest truth is I think I was too young to really appreciate Stella Adler. Because right. I was really this is I, I hate to say it because I, and I learned a lot from her, but she was really into like Chekhov and, you know, those 30s plays, yes, you know, yes, she's from yes, the group yes. theater. So she's all right. in that lefty stuff. And and I was into Neil Simon. Like, I, right. I thought Plaza Suite was an amazing play. It, I agree. <laughs> so, okay. yeah. So that so I. Yes, I did fine. I did fine. And I'm still friends with a lot of people from there. And uh, but I don't know if I totally was like a serious. An act. I just wanted to be here's my goal. I want to be a good actor who did stand up. I want to be a good actor who did stand who could also was great at stand. See, I wanted to be a stand up who could act. Oh, what's the same? Okay. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. I had stand up. Okay. The same exact goals. What's your first stand up gig in a club? Is it at the strip? Are you talking about auditioning or no, no. Like, you you're doing this comedy like tonight where you're past um, where you're past. Yeah. So what, yes, which club you pass first at the comic strip? Well, actually, no, actually pass first at the improv and then got into a a disagreement with silver, silver. and then I felt like I can't work here anymore. And then went to the comic strip. Can I ask about the disagreement with silver? Yeah. yeah okay. It was, go ahead. Silver Friedman, by the way, owned the comic strip with Bud Freeman. They were silver Friedman just for the people here. Yeah. Bud and, and silver were married, uh, divorced. Silver got, um, the improv on 44th between 9th and 10th. Uh, in New York City, and Bud opened the Improv in Los Angeles, and Silver was a character. Go ahead. <laughs> she's still around. I yeah, think. she's still around. I mean, yeah. in the comedy club, you know. Yeah. So, um, so this is what happened. I do a set, and I'm, I'm like, good. I'm pretty good right away. I'm like, I'm not great. I'm not. I'm not great, but right. I'm like, I'm not bombing or anything. I think every set is pretty good. I do set the improv. It doesn't go well. And I don't know about you when it things don't go well for me. It's evident on my face. Everyone in the crowd knows it. You can see me get panicked. I have whatever stage fright kind of kicks in. I get self-conscious. I rush to punch. It's just bad. 
It's a bad scenario. So, um, and some comics are just great at just like rolling through that. And I can't, but I just, I'm too, I was, I'm a very sensitive person. So I didn't have a good set. I'm just like, God damn it. Really upset with myself. And then I go back in the room and Carol Leifer's on stage. She's killing in front of the same crowd that I had a bad set. So this is making it worse for me. So I'm like, Oh, it's not the crowd. It's obviously Wayne. It's terrible comedy. So I have a mini tape recorder. So I'm like, I'm going to just record what she's doing so I can just study this thing. Guess who sees the tape recorder after five minutes? Silver pulls me out of the room, takes the tape out of the thing. And I had taped my bad set. So it was a mini cassette thing. Yeah. Throws it away. It's like, this is the one thing you never do. You never think you, this is the, this is you're breaking the cardinal rule of being a comedian. You, unless you got permission from her to tape it. This is the, did you? I was like, no, I was just, I, you know, I'm flustered thing. She's yelling at me, Jack Fetterman style. So I was just like, and then I almost in tears left there. She didn't say don't ever come back, but I was just like. And you not you didn't even get to say to her, I'm doing this because I want to study her set. Like you didn't even. I was too flustered. I was right, too right, flustered. Right. I was just I it's mean. It's so amazing. Those people have such power over you like that. They don't yeah. even realize that one little thing they say will stay with you for the rest of your fucking career. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Now that so that was the story. And I was just like, I don't think I can. You'll walk back. I, did you ever walk back in there again? I did. Like when I would do Jersey gigs, I would meet people right. there. Or I'd hang out with Mike Rowe at the bars. Right. You know oh. what I mean? So, uh, but didn't they have the best French fries? Remember he, they used to cut the potatoes and, oh, that was. Yeah. So I love that. I love that. I, that I mean, it's like, it's, I read about that room in the last left. Like, right. it was like I was into that room. So it was, that was a career, but. Here's something, here's a little Wayne Fetterman key to success is that what I, whatever I lack in talent, I feel like I make up for with determination and ability to like stick to itiveness or. Right. Like, yeah. Like I, I feel like I have that. Right. Like I can recall. It takes me a couple of days and then I'm like, all right, let's okay, keep going. You're going to move ahead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you then move over to the strip. Right. With Lucian and which is on the Upper East Side. Um, Mm -hmm. I probably met you there. I think I I don't know, because that was one of the first clubs I worked when I came when I and Lucian, the first Lucian hold. He's not Jewish. I don't know why I fucking he's dead. Um, He my first audition, I think I must have been like 1982 or 83. He says, "Okay, yeah. You know, you're. You're female. Uh, you're Jewish. I don't know what kind of market there is for Jewish female comedians. And I was like, is there any other? other? Co- like, what? What the fuck? I'm like, That's- I'm like 1920. I'm thinking, oh, really? Yeah, it's like you think it's true. But anyway, he ended up being such a great, yeah. Champion, because you know, I came back a couple years later after I graduated college, and oh, I like see, I a see, whole new person. Um, so you were working at the strip, and this is where you met your little. A lot of people don't know that we <laughs> are in little groups. We're like little, like it's there's it's like school, like in your class. These are the people that started when you started, uh-huh. or that you mm-hmm. worked with. So 
you became friends with uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Who else? He was, was a little. Your... He was a more of an upper classman. Oh, he yeah, a... he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and he, he was. Uh, those were like Seinfeld, Riser, Larry Schaefer, Miller, Steve Schaefer. Yeah, Schaefer was a little more, but still, Schaefer was before my time. So it was uh, a little. And before. Colin Quinn was the bartender. A lot of yes. people don't know this at the comics at the comic strip, and he had to quit if he want. He could not bartend and do stand up. Hundred percent correct. Hundred percent. So he correct. had to uh, quit to go do stand up. And now look at him; he's very successful. Yes, he is. Here's an interesting thing about Colin: is he never really did a late night stand up set, right? Like, that's amazing to me. Like, he never was like, oh, he's going to be on Letterman and do six right. minutes of stand up. Like, he was able still to build this career without being able to crack that thing. Right. And Colin and Larry David uh, were both comics who the comedians would be like peeing in their pants and the audience would be like, <laughs> wait, what? And, it, you know, it's it's just fascinating that they yeah. they were so successful. Um, well, then he left, and then he started working. I think the Paper Moon is that place. Yes. Oh my God, your memory! That's yeah. right, the Paper Moon, and there was Green Street. Remember Green yeah, Street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all those with Leah clubs. Sutton. Yep, yep, and, yep. And uh, what was the one in the in mid? Oh my God, um, who's good on times? first? Remember oh, who's, who's on, on first, first in Good Times? Good yeah. Times, yeah. Comedy yeah. U Grand. Yep. Yep, I know all those places. Oh my God, that was the '80s boom. It was really an amazing. Oh yeah, time it was quite a start. scene. Very lucky. You know, I, even though at the time, you tell me this was my memory of it. At the time, it was like oh, there's too, way too many comedians at this point. I know. That's the way it felt like to me. So many clubs you could get. So and you didn't. There were no bringer shows. It was like you people. And I would do. I remember I used to do street fairs. I used to do like I remember Wall Street. They used to have these like happy hours. I'd go down there. Then I'd come back Mm -hmm. uptown. You know. When I started with this, you have to bring 10 people. Okay, really? I write about this in my book. The history. I don't want to talk about it, but. Yes, that do. now they charge comedians. Do you know about this? Right. Yes. Like when an open micer, because I'm I'm I love all of stand up open micer right. to John Mulaney, the whole Same. thing. I love the whole. Uh, so um, we're both lovers of stand up. That's yes, when I was, yeah. read your book. I was like, oh, my God, he <laughs> loves this as much as I do. Like yeah, I yeah, love yeah. it. And I feel and I'm protective of it, too, like uh, of the of the art of stand up comedy. But go ahead. And when. These young comedians would tell me that they had to pay $5 to do five minutes at an open mic. My jaw dropped. And they're like, no, that's just the way they couldn't. It seemed like, and some of them were like, yeah, these are the best open mics because everyone there is dedicated and everyone in the audience. It's like, wow. Could you imagine? Here's the thing. Yeah. That's so upsetting about it is that those people are bringing people like that's the thing. We bring the people to your place because they want to hear. No, this is not a bringer show. This is not a bringer. No, no, no. I'm saying comedians. Oh, if you're if you're even if you're an open mic, if there's an open mic and someone's walking by and they're like, let's go hang out there and do the open mic. Those people wouldn't be in your place of business if you didn't have the open mic and they're buying drinks. So a comedian should not have to pay to get on stage. Okay. That's your point. That's your point. I know. I'm just (laughs) fucking saying you're an asshole. 
Thank you so much for listening to part one of Kill Me Now with Wayne Fetterman. Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmeling. This podcast would not be possible without the help and dedication of Brittany Joe Sowers. Now, if you like the show, I say this every week, just can you please subscribe? Can you please leave a review? Can you please buy my book on Amazon and like review it? Five stars, five stars, five stars, five stars. It's really great, my book. Yes, I can say that when they come for the comedians. We're all in trouble. Also, if you didn't watch Hysterical uh, on FX, watch it on Hulu. It's a really great documentary about, you know, what it's like to be a woman in this great stand-up comedy industry. And that's it. Well, it is spring. It's getting nicer out, and I'm still stuck in my fucking apartment. So, um, yeah, it's over soon, guys. So that's it. I hope everyone still wears a mask and gets their fucking vaccines. Get a fucking vaccine. It's ridiculous, people not getting vaccines. And just uh, be well. Just be well and enjoy the sun because the vitamin D is very important. Also, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram for all of my upcoming virtual and live events. I have a lot of shit going on. So go to at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D, you know, like Jew Gold. And I just joined Clubhouse. Kill me now. That's all, folks. So long. Ga, 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 ga. Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, or, it's Just Kill Me Now. Oh. Don't forget to turn for part two on Just Kill Me. No, it's not. It's just, just kill me. No. Judy Gold's Just Kill Me. Just kill me now. Just kill me now. <laughs>